The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for uh, being here. All right, latest update here just a couple of minutes ago on Hurricane Aldelia, Eric. Uh, now, a, now a Cat 4. Yeah, that uh, coming across in, the, in just uh, the last few minutes, as you mentioned, Idalia is now a massive storm. Listen, to, the forecast was has been, I think, for, uh, for the last few days, that this was going to be a very dangerous, major hurricane, and Idalia is just that now. And over the next couple of hours, we'll be uh, getting close to shore, making landfall. And it is a situation where we have seen it. Wall Street Journal has reported it, that there are some very vulnerable areas, in fact, in the path of this hurricane. And quite unfortunately, there were some people even under mandatory evacuation orders uh, that decided not to evacuate. But this is going to be a very dangerous situation for anybody who is in the path of Idalia. Storm surge up to 16 feet. And when you talk of sustained winds now being measured at 130 miles per hour. This is really a massive looking at the the uh, uh, satellite mm-hmm. yeah, imagery. The footprint, yeah, I mean, is- this thing is just. You know, massive. It was interesting because I was. It was yesterday afternoon, and they're 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 talking about. You know, they're they're showing. Uh, you know, I forgot it was some some place in the Middle Keys. Mm-hmm. Like, was this another storm? <laughs> it wasn't. It was the outer bands. It looked like a hurricane was hitting that small island on the Keys that they had a camera set up on. It's like, well, this has to be almost in the middle of it. It's like, well, no, it's hundreds of miles away. It's just one of the outer bands at that point. Now. Most of the outer bands have have moved north of that, but when you look how far that the outer bands extend, especially north, yeah, I mean you're talking about massive amounts of of rain, you know, in uh, in Georgia and Alabama, parts of Alabama, this is a huge storm. Uh, so right now, as of the update uh, just a few minutes ago, the forecaster said that Hurricane Idalia again reaching Category Four level now. 
was situated about 60 miles west of Cedar Key. That's a small island. There are about 700 people that live there. Uh, and it's a small island off the state's western coast uh, in the Gulf. And that's one that, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal reporting earlier, most people were seen packing and getting out where there were a number of people on that small island, which is extremely vulnerable, uh, it, especially with the cat- now being at a, cat- a Category 4, you had a few people that decided to uh, stay behind for whatever reason. Uh, and as this gets closer and closer uh, to making landfall, Idalia, which is expected to happen uh, here in the next couple of hours, you talk about, again, damage, as we talked to, to Greg Tish there at our affiliate Real Talk 93.3 in Tallahassee yesterday morning about this time. He was talking about the, the landscape of, of, of that area as mm-hmm. it's coming ashore. And on the upside, on that shoreline, there aren't a lot of people that live there, not a lot of residents like there are. At other shorelines, you know, in the in the Florida area. So hopefully that means fewer uh, uh, casualties from Idalia. But one of the things Greg mentioned is that there's also a lot of trees in that area. So you talk about 130 mile an hour sustained winds and then the risk in, in certain parts of the storm of tornadoes being spawned and the the surge, the flood surge is when you look at that surge of up to 16 feet is the forecast. That's the most deadly part of any hurricane. And so this is going to be a very destructive storm already is, but it is far from over as it, as Idalia has not made landfall yet. Now, as we know, it's uh, 60 miles, as you said, uh, west of, of, of Cedar Key. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, probably closer, much closer from what I can see to the actual land, the land mass of hitting uh, of uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. But when you look at, for example, let me just see here. Let me just get Cedar Key here. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. All right, mm-hmm. it's pro- probably closer to see. Okay, it's what time is this? Because they're showing the hurricane. I just went to Google Maps and you, mm. they have the hurricane, the eye of the hurricane there. So it may be a little, it may be, uh, I don't know if this is in the last hour or so. It just looked on the one map. It looked closer uh, to uh, Appalachie Bay than it did uh, uh, Cedar Key on the one map. But in this map, it looks closer to Cedar Key. But Cedar Key is a place I've always wanted to visit it. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I've seen YouTube videos where they talk about. You know, one of the places you want to go that really isn't overpopulated. It's a real nice place, but it's stuck. I mean, it's sitting out there. Yeah. It's not a big place, but there are people that have their homes there. There's like a road that leads out to the actual key, the little island that's that's right there. But Mm. it's just Mm. it's it's extremely when you see where it is, it's extremely vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you look at it and you say, "Okay, I'd be out of there because it's just like. If you're sitting on one of the small islands of Key West and you have a major hurricane hit mm. and you've got a surge coming up of 50, they're talking 15 feet, right? Up to 16 feet. Up to 16 mm-hmm. feet. I'm out of there. Yeah. At that point, you're out of there. With that yeah. kind of winds and that kind of storm surge, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So, 
you hope most of the people have got uh, you know have gotten out of there and i hope they don't get hard, hit hard beautiful place i mean just a beautiful place a place i've always wanted like i said to uh to uh to to visit but uh you know they're just they're just sort of hanging out there in the in the gulf mm-hmm. you know there isn't a lot of there really is no protection from them from the uh you know from the winds and from a storm surge so even though they may be 60 miles away those bands oh, which yeah. when you and yeah, yeah. that's the thing when you when you take the bands of the of of the hurricane and you put you go where cedar key is and you see what's hitting it and all that all that wind is coming from the gulf right in it's not like for example what will be coming out at the other end which will actually be pushing the surf out this is pushing everything right into cedar key right yeah um and that's you know that that's it if if you look at it officials knew yesterday and we're saying cedar, cedar key is right in the middle of this of this uh, area where this massive storm surge is going to be and again they're focused on that surge because it's the most de- deadly part uh element to any hurricane and so when that threat exists and you look at the vulnerability of cedar key then officials were really urging everyone yeah. to get out of the way and and wall street journal notes that they there were many people seen getting out of the way, but some decided to stay back. And so that's going to be extremely dangerous there. Then you, you think about all of the other things that come along with a storm like this. And that is, um, uh, so you've got flooding, you've got uh, power outages who that might be, uh, the case in fact, for having no power for who knows for how long, but Cedar key, uh, as an Island may have, problems for a longer Mm -hmm. period of time and you know we'll see uh what what authorities can do for those people that stayed behind yeah because if you if you actually look at it from the mainland there's a there's basically a bridge that goes over some smaller islands that probably is about three or four miles long by the time probably about four miles to get right to the cedar key populated area right uh in there now we're not talking thousands of people but we're talking hundreds of people and it's a very residential area especially where like you look at the where the uh, the uh, Cedar Key, the Cedar Key Fishing Pier, and all that, you know, which is uh, one part of the of the 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 small island or the key that is populated, and it's totally vulnerable to the Gulf right there. Yeah, there uh, is no protection. Uh, according to uh, again Wall Street Journal, they said the U.S. Census reports seven hundred permanent okay. residents there, yeah. but you could also you probably account for uh, a number of things. Uh, people who may visit the island you know, uh, tourists and everything else. Uh, also, travel disruption is something that people want to think about. Uh, and if you haven't been thinking about it, uh, the storm uh, is, of course, ahead of Labor Day weekend. And several airlines have issued waivers, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, for those traveling uh, near the affected areas. So you want to make sure that you double-check that if you were flying into the area uh and you haven't been updated, you haven't been keeping up with the path of this storm, the projected path of Hurricane Idalia, you need to make sure that you are aware. Because, I mean, you think about uh, any of these destination points, Tallahassee, uh, and, and then you go on to uh, any any other, over the coming days, by the way, in other states, 
that might be affected by the remnants of Idalia, or it could be still Hurricane Idalia or Tropical Storm Idalia that can cause disruption in travel. So you want to make sure if you're traveling and you plan on traveling in that region, to that region, uh, in the next few days, double-check with your airline. And uh, because there's definitely going to be, already is, I think, uh, you know, anticipated disruption. So You know, Tampa closed early the other mm. day. I was amazed how early yep. they yeah. they closed the, uh, the, uh, the airport. Right. I, I think it's, you know, you obviously out of an abundance of caution, but you, you need the equipment to, you need, you're going to have to take equipment somewhere else. And you're going to have to get the, the planes out of the way, the people out of the way, but also you're going to have to have those. If you think about it, it helps those airlines to, to already start planning rerouting as you get into a busy travel week. I don't know what the anticipated level is of travel of flights going in and out of Florida on any given Labor Day weekend, but certainly it's a busy travel weekend. And so you're going to see more of that, and you should check with your airline if you're planning on going to that region. Um, do that right away because there's there's likely already been some changes. 86690 Red Eye. U.S. wildfire acreage burn this year remains under 2 million, below average for this time of year, despite activity picking up of late. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. We have seen a significant uptick in wildfire activity in the Northwest. Currently, some of the most active fires are across Western Oregon, extending into Northern California. Activity that has created much smoke, noticed in satellite imagery and air quality reports. Outside of the Lahaina fire in Maui, Hawaii, the year's two most destructive wildfires burned across Washington state in recent weeks. Now, neither fire was particularly large. The combined acreage on those two fires, just about 21,000 acres, but they were tremendously destructive, unfortunately. And just like the Lahaina fire, there was a lot of loss of property. Those incidents destroying over 700 structures, primarily homes. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, I think about, uh, I, I lived in Florida for about three years. Mm. Never even thought, I was there in the 80s, but never even thought about a hurricane. A hurricane never really came close in that time. I remember tropical storms that might be way out in the Gulf or going through the Gulf and hitting Texas that would give us surf, so we would body surf. Mm. But I realized how lucky I was because you think about if you're, it it seems as if no matter where you live in Florida, you're going to be affected by a hurricane in some even minor way. Or, it, or a it, tropical storm. Or a tropical know. storm. That's I what mean, I mean. Hurricane, yeah. tropical storm. Yeah. Uh, every five years. Yeah. You know, you at least you're going you're to be. You're going to feel the effects of, yes. of, of, of a named yeah. storm. At least, I think that's conservative. Where, where At least every five years. I where think, you're probably. not sure whether you're going to be affected by it or not for a few days, you know, a few days out. Right. You're going, oh, not sure. Oh, boy. You know, here we, you know, here we go. Right. And I just remember, I, again, I was younger. I was in my 20s. You didn't think about it. You're in Florida. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. But I was telling you, it's like, it's all I'd be thinking about now if I live down there. Yeah. Right, how long is it going to be till the next one hits? Right. And it's not, you know, growing up in, in you know, in New York, with in Buffalo with the snow, you said, eh, okay, we make it snow. But you really didn't worry about it. It wasn't like, oh, no, we're going to get snow. Mm-hmm. You got snow and you knew you were going to get it every year, but it was just snow. It was, right. And back then when you got snow and cold temperatures, we had a society that said, well, we're going to make sure that uh, we have a consistent uh, electrical supply for you. And now it's quite the opposite. So we didn't, well, you think here. In Texas. Yesterday. Yesterday, again, the warnings were going out. Yesterday didn't reach. Did yesterday even reach 95? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in that range, though. Yeah, 95, 96. And all of a sudden. Between 5 and 9 p.m. Conserve, 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 conserve. There is no wind. There is no wind. And it's just, I just, you shake your head in disgust going, what the hell's going on? Now. Those are normal temperatures for te- for for Texas. There's nothing unusual about that, right? And we're worried about whether we're going to have enough electricity. See, this isn't nature made that we're dealing with, nope. like Florida may be. No, it's man made. This is man made, and it's just it gets to be. It really is frustrating. This is also frustrating when I saw a headline like this hmm. from CNN: Smuggler with ties to ISIS helps migrants enter yeah. the U.S. from Mexico. Yeah, that's not even the. That that's a duh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, well, that, we know that, it's been. We already right. know it's been happening. Right. We yeah. we know it, and we know that it's the only conclusion when you have a policy like Biden has. But this is the part that gets to me. Not the first part. The first part is exclusive smuggler with ties to ISIS helped migrants enter U.S. from Mexico. It's the next one, raising alarm bells across government. Yeah, there's no alarm bells. 
you talking about? I mean, if you're talking about the uh, the Border Patrol agents on the ground, there, well, yeah, my, they're them, concerned yeah. about it. Yeah. Anyone, anyone that's been concerned about our open border is naturally concerned about it. But if you're talking about people in in all of the key positions of power right now in this administration, I don't care. They're not concerned about because it. this was a logical conclusion to what they have created. And I won't say a conclusion because it's not going to end. This is a logical consequence of open borders. How many times have we heard it? Of the numbers of known people with ties to terrorist organizations coming across the southern border. And now they're just walking across. So if you put raising alarm bells with the Border Patrol agents on the ground, yeah, but anybody above them, they don't care. Otherwise, they'd stop it. If yeah. you can, if you have the ability to stop something, you'll you'll do it. They right. have the ability to greatly reduce—I won't say stop, but greatly reduce the odds of this happening—and they refuse to do it. So there are no alarm bells across government. No. Now there may be in the FBI and the agents on the ground, right? Going, oh my God, this this really concerns us. Uh, the government doesn't give a damn. No. They created this problem. That could only have this particular consequence. Right. I just love it. We're very, very concerned about the problem that we created. And we've just talked about it over and over and over again. Would you people please understand that we've talked about this many, many times before. We've gone over it. We've gone over it. We've discussed it. So please let it alone. Let it just keep happening. Corrine Jean-Pierre. Well, and we've made a joke out of the entire asylum rule. Yeah. Asylum, complete well, joke. Well, because I don't know, your country's better than mine. Well, that's the whole reason anybody wants to come here. No, but you you can only come here if you believe the country is better, but publicly say it sucks. Yes, exactly. Then you can come. Yes, you can, yeah. Make sure you follow right. the rules. Yes. <laughs> Self-canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Yeah, we just uh, read you the, uh, the the headline of that story from CNN. Uh, smuggler with ties to ISIS helped uh, migrants under the U.S. from Mexico raising alarm bells across the government. You just... <laughs> what government? <laughs> Not ours. <laughs> right. The Canadian government. <laughs> hey, look, some of them may be arriving here soon. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it Canada upset? Right. Mexico, that right. they came through Mexico? Right. Certainly our government isn't. The FBI is investigating more than a dozen migrants from Uzbekistan and other countries allowed into the U.S. after they sought asylum at the southern border with Mexico earlier this year. Well, since it's so easy to do it and you can lie your way in... And there's no real vetting process to do it. Oh, you can get in through the app. Just give us your information. We can't verify it. It doesn't matter. We let you in. Just it. Yeah. It yeah. is just an, and you see the insanity going on now. And there's a lot of protests going on in New York. I I did see. Um, mm. It was a a, a a real estate guy that I follow in New York. Right. And one yeah. of the things I love that I as Eric and I have said, and we've had. I've had a couple of our listeners do the same thing. 
we're not telling you to do it. I mean, but we just said that when we got rid of, and you pay like 11, 12 bucks a month. Yeah. I, my first time I did it, I got like 13 months and mm. or three months free. And then it was like the next you paid, I don't know, $13 a month or $12 a month. I forgot what the fee is to not get the commercials on YouTube. Right. Well, I've never, I have never spent better money on anything that comes out of my TV. Oh, I I've love it. Never have. I and, love it. And 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 because so, if I'm watching on 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 one of uh, on a device that's not mine, and somebody pulls up something on YouTube, and then it goes to like two or three commercials, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> and and so this this uh, 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 one gentleman that I follow in New York City basically, you know, does apartments. Yeah. He looks at apartments. I think his name is Cash Jordan. Mm-hmm. And really good. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really good personality. Right. Yeah. You're and I'm I'm fascinated. I will never live in New York City. I just, I mean, I just, well, I mean, I just, I'm not a, I will, I won't live in any city. I'm not a, I'm not a city kind of person. I'm just not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to, you know, not that I don't love to go to cities. I just don't wish to live in one. So I'm not yeah, picking right. on New York. I just won't live in a city. And so, but I'm fascinated by people who do. And I am fascinated by some of the places that he's selling to me because he, 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 he gets out there and promotes apartments that are, you know, 1500 bucks a month, which is nothing, which is a closet. And he, one time he actually went in, this place was a closet, Eric. I mean, it was a yeah. closet. Yeah. There was like a bench, a small stove, microwave, kitchen right there, and a little single bunk. I mean, this thing wasn't, this thing was, I don't know, eight by five. Yeah. And the bathroom was across the hallway. And it was a student doing it so she could save money or something like that. She was trying to save money. Right. So she lived there. It was a closet, literally, to he's gone into, you know, $50 million penthouses. And so it's fascinating to see it. And it's fascinating as he goes around the neighborhood. And he, I will tell you this, he, he actually gives, he gives a complete, total positive impression about every single neighborhood, and he'll go through all the different, you know, he'll, he'll get on the streets and look at all the different stores, the access to the subway, everything else. And I just, I'll turn it on in an afternoon, especially when I'm house cleaning, and keep it on. And next thing you know, I'm not cleaning the house. I'm watching what he's doing, you know, where's he going now? Where's this house here? Well, I did notice a couple of weeks ago, he had something about, okay, here's where migrants are staying here and here and here and here and here. And here. I didn't get to watch one that he, the another one that he did, but I know it was on the migrant situation and how it's affecting neighborhoods. But he went through, and this was all local coverage. Eric, he, I don't know, I it was news story after news story, just you know, just the a clip of them covering it. Migrants here, migrants here, migrants here, protest here, protest here. Here's what's going on here. Migrants doing this over. And it was just, I mean, it was a, just a reel of local news coverage. We forget about the the mainstream media nationally may be ignoring it, but this is where we have said all along about this particular issue. The local media is not, they can't. Well, it's that's impossible it. for them to ignore it. They can't. That's it. And you see that impact in a number of ways. Uh, it, it's... Because those the effect on those major cities we've talked about, I mean, whether it's D.C., New York City, 
Uh, now you've got the mayor of New York City and the governor of New York State going back and forth. Yeah, I was going to say that. You yeah, know, you Adams that. throwing it back at Hogel. She threw it at him last week or the week before. You know, he's handling it poorly and he's responding, no, she's handling it poorly. And, and, then, and, and it's and not then, about... He did go after the Biden... No, the Biden administration went after him. Yes. And so, and <laughs> what did I say a couple of weeks ago? I don't think Adams is going to survive a second term. I don't think he's... I don't, I don't think he's going to be the mayor after the next mayoral election in New York City. I think the Democrats want him gone. I, and I think there's maybe a number of reasons. Look, he went to the court and said, save us from our own sanctuary city policy. And Democrats are screaming, dude, what are you doing? Now, He's blamed Governor Abbott for a lot of it, which is out of the liberal playbook. But that's all you can do if you're on the left. You don't start undermining your own agenda on the left, your party's own agenda. So I felt that this was not going to work out within his own party circles for for Mayor Adams. I I just don't see it. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, it was a CBS News report. Biden administration calls on New York City to fix the migrant crisis that they caused. Wow. (laughs) I mean, look, it's a serious situation for the people in those towns, what it's going to cost them, and in many cases, the migrants. But it was caused, all caused by the Biden administration. All of it. They created the problem but I love it. Biden administration calls on New York City to fix the migrant crisis. Adams is going crazy. He, You saw he lashed out at Hochul saying she should have forced all these counties to take the migrants. Yeah. Because you had counties saying absolutely not. We will not. We will not take them. We we will. And and if you, if you do it as a hotel, they were going after the hotels. They were going for zoning. They were going to use whatever they possibly could. To say we're not going to uh, abide by the, you know, by what the state is telling us to do. So the state says if you'll voluntarily take them. So what happened was, and we gave the example of Western New York, which mm. is where I'm from, and so I'm just I'm familiar with a lot of the players too, even though I've been gone for a long time. But uh, it was uh, you had uh, only Erie County, which is where Buffalo is, with a Democratic county executive, which said, okay. We'll take them here. But all the other surrounding counties said no. Every single one of them, it's like probably the eight counties surrounding Erie County, which is, you know, where Buffalo's located, all said, nope, 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 absolutely not. We will not do it. And and so Adams is saying that Hochul should have forced them to do it. And then after there were two sexual assaults, Erie County said, no, we're putting a temporary hold. We're not going to take them. And Hochul said, Okay. Or no, Adams said okay, because mm. Adams was sending them there. Yeah. The the migrants there. So it's think about this, what's going on. And that's why the local news media is all over it. It's the mayor of New York fighting against the governor. The mayor of New York screaming that the governor needs to force migrants mm. on these counties that have all voted publicly in huge you know, uh, you know, primetime night sessions with 
all the television media covering it saying no to the state and no, we're not going to be forced to do it. It's in the news every single day, and it's a massive Democratic liberal circular firing squad. It really is. In a very liberal state. And so it's just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I might have forgotten to talk about the New York State connection with it all. Well, but it's just a zoo right there now in well, New York State. Well, it is, and there, there's no way to change that. It's a mess. It's absolutely chaotic. And there's no way for the Democrats to come out of that without some damage. It's not going to change the political bent of New York State or New York City. Not the point. The noise that's happening there will will change people's views on, on who's in charge. Um, not just, again, in positions of power in that state, but all over. It reflects on Biden. It reflects on other members of Congress, like the Senate Majority Leader. So let's move a little bit further north to Canada. Here it is. Uh, Two stories from Breitbart. Canada's conservatives begin to oppose Trudeau's transgenderism. Canadian conservative politicians are beginning to roll back Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's pro-transgender policies. On Monday, the right-of-center conservative government in Ontario announced that parents should be told when their children adopt opposite-sex personas in schools. Duh, right? I mean, that's a big yep. duh. Yep. Uh, we understand, uh, though, that uh, parents must be fully involved and fully aware of what's happening in the lives of their children. So we go from that to here it is. Canada trans teacher with large prosthetic breasts returning to class. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. That story? Yep, yep. And oh, there's got a picture here. Oh, mm, boy. Yeah. Ooh. Man. Wow, those are. Down, stay down south. Those are biggins. Um, Kayla Lemieux. They're fakins. They're fakins. Kayla Lemieux, the famous, the famous, this is from Breitbart. I'm reading it per se, uh, the quote here. The famous transgender teacher in Canada with large fake breasts has reportedly returned to the classroom. As Breitbart News reported earlier this year, Lemieux, a man living as a woman, had been placed on paid leave from his job working as a teacher at uh, a high school in Oakville, Ontario, after the New York Post shared photos of him outside the classroom where his large Z-cup fake breasts were nowhere to be seen, calling into question his transgender (laughs) credibility. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. Uh, And maybe on that day, he was living as... He felt who he was on that day. Why do you get to say? Well, because he said they were real. Oh, did he? Yes. He tried to claim those were real. Yeah, he claimed they were real. Well, he wouldn't be the first one (laughs) to try that. Uh, Lemieux, who taught shop class at the high school, was placed on leave after the conservative Ontario education minister and several other provincial politicians slammed the school board over the affair when reports of Lemieux's behavior and attire made headlines Last September, the school initially defended the teacher, claiming that criticism could constitute discrimination under the Ontario Human Rights uh, uh, Code. And then it sort of disappeared. Well, he's back. Uh, yeah. He's back. Yeah. 
Well, and, and here's and I by the way, I totally blanked out on the fact that he tried to had claimed that those were real. Yes, he did. And then was caught in public, which was the, was the whole point. Yep. Uh, in a memo to parents obtained by the Toronto Sun, Principal Thomas Fisher said the Hamilton-Wentworth School Board has an obligation to uphold individual rights and treat everyone with dignity and respect. And should the school be subject to any disruption or protest, we are committed to communicating with you as openly and frequently as possible to ensure student safety and to share operational plans. So the school that's bringing him back, uh-huh. another school, has these intense security procedures now for the students, exits and everything in case there's protests that go on, emergency exits and everything else. This is pure insanity. And by the way, if anybody accuses us of misgendering, we are not misgendering. The radical transgender group is misgendering. What is our evidence? Science. Well, they, well, they no, they say, quote, <laughs> gender and sex are different. But they're the same for uh-huh. biological men playing against biological women in sports. Sorry, you can't have it both ways. You are misgendering. We are not. And by the way, as a guy, if you're claiming those are real, that means you've gained a lot of weight. There's no way they're real as a guy unless you're really in need of a diet plan. Well, I don't think fat normally goes to that section first. Not that it can. It can depends on the person. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. So we've covered a lot of fake things this morning. <laughs> fake names, fake, fake press. Names. Yeah. Fake news. I don't know what the rules are. Can you can you can you fat fake breast shame? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, I just want to I wouldn't. Okay, I just yeah, that's a risk. I just that's a real risk. Inquiring minds want to know, that's yeah. all. I, I wouldn't. Okay, I don't know. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.